and I see my colleagues like they were start crying. Um, I okay, that might means like we lose our job. So I was crying after I realized the, what is the meaning of layoff. So I start like building up, build up my resume and portfolio within a week and start to apply for the job as soon as possible. What I learned is I start comparing myself with my past self, which is more healthy way of comparison. Because in this way, I can start to celebrate the small wins in not just my career, but also my life. Because my younger self, I couldn't think about I can move between city and country by country on my own. So this is already a win for myself compared with who I was. And the other reason I want to mentor for other people was that during my design journey early on and to now, I always get help and support from my mentor or just someone on LinkedIn, like some more senior designer on LinkedIn, because I reach out to them and send out this code message. And some people, they just reply and just talk to me without asking me anything else. I really feel very grateful for them to doing that. What's up, everybody? I'm Guo, and you're listening to the Not Just Pixel Show. There's a lot to learn as a designer. So in this show, I sit down with design professionals to understand how to grow as a designer and help you get that UX design internship or job. Let's get into it. Today, I'm talking to Mingjun Chen. Mingjun currently works at Spotify as a product designer on the Ad Studio team. Before Spotify, she worked at Microsoft, Amazon, and Wayfair. I first discovered Mingjun through one of her community videos titled How to Design a Stellar Portfolio Presentation. And she has been very active in the design community, whether that's through mentorship or giving online talks. Thus, I was very excited to chat with Mingjun, and the conversation was amazing. Now, before I start, I want to say one thing. On her resume, you might see all these big name companies, but after this episode, you'll learn that Mingjun's design journey has not been butterflies and rainbows. In fact, it was quite the opposite. We delved into the challenges she faced, working with cross-functional team members, mentorship, and a ton of topics. Thus, without further ado, here is my conversation with Mingjun Chen. Mingjun, welcome to the show. Hi, nice to like talk to you and uh, really excited about sharing my design journey with you and the the rest of our audience. Yeah, yeah. I would assume probably most of the people listening will be like college students and like kind of new grad designers. So I think we'll be talking a lot about stuff that will be helpful to them in this episode. And I wanted to start off with kind of a I don't want to say out of the blue, but like, I want to talk about challenges mm-hmm. in the very front end. I know on your resume, you know, people might see like all these big name companies like Spotify, Microsoft, Amazon, Wayfair. But we had our first chat a few weeks ago and I realized that your product design journey wasn't pure butterflies and like all these like just big names at all. And so I'd love to delve into the challenges that you face. So first I wanted to ask, like, what are some of the challenges that you face mm-hmm. throughout your journey and how did you overcome them? Yeah, so there are a few 
very very challenge moment. The first of all is because I'm from China, so English is not my native language, and as a designer, especially if you are looking for a job, there's so many communication and presentation you have to do with the hiring manager and the team, and I was really scary of. Just speaking, like talk to someone in English,、mm-hmm. especially like I need to also. I feel so anxious every time people ask me about this, uh, interview question. I think having these kind of language barriers is my my very first like obstacle. Oh, in my、mm-hmm. I felt that as well. Yeah, yeah. But your English is so good. I <laughs> when I first came to the states, I was like, yeah,、uh, I was like freezing up when I was talking to people. <laughs> yeah, yeah and because I wasn't have any job experience um when I was in the state. So after I graduated from my master program, human computer interaction design, I have to looking for my first. Job in the state in order to continue to work and live here, also、uh, it was very challenging. I think there are a few of approach I did. The first of all was definitely like I search for some like interview questions online、mm-hmm. or medium because there are so many like designer who already have a list of like. Like questions you might need to overcome during this kind of behavior run or portfolio、yeah. retention. So trying to gather these questions on my own, and I feel like I w- wasn't really confident about answering it、uh, on the stage. So、mm-hmm. I wrote down the script for myself for every question.、Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like even it was time consuming, but it did help early on.、Uh, and the second, I second. Um,、uh, thing I did was every time I went to the interview interview session, the real session,、uh, I will document all these question, especially the question I feel difficult to answer、mm-hmm. uh, during each interview session. So I can build up my own library of the interview question on my own, and because. Like after you done like maybe few interview session, you will、right. see the pattern. Like there are the、mm-hmm. most typical or common question you are going to ask like with、right. with the hiring manager. So I definitely will like write the script, wrote the script for every of them. And because after you get more exposure to the interview, you can kind of like. Graph one piece of、mm-hmm. that answer and combine with other answer, or sometimes you don't have to need the script anymore because、right. you build up such confidence to answer the interview question.、Mm-hmm. And the first thing I did was when I prepare for my presentation,、uh, portfolio presentation, I、right. reached out to a few mentor on LinkedIn and asked them feedback on the overall like storytelling. Structure、mm-hmm. just everything around the portfolio itself, and again, it's also a way for me to walk through the case study and the portfolio and practice my、uh, communication skill as well.、Mm-hmm. Um, and the last thing I did early on was I also took some like in person, like one on one remote like English training session online.、Mm-hmm. There's、mm-hmm. a few of like the website that you can hire these like English instructors like one so they can provide the one on one. So basically, I was using that time to present my portfolio presentation so they can point out some 
like pronunciation issue as well as how to make the transition smoothly between the slide. So I feel like all these things I did really helped me to at least I get the、yeah. get the job. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember. It's funny because before this episode, I've watched your portfolio presentation video like so many、mm-hmm. times before this, and it was it was really helpful. And I I wanted to also ask about because like language is obviously a、yeah. big. Barrier,、yeah. a big obstacle.、Yeah. Um, were there any other challenges that you also face, like kind of switching between these company? Like,、yeah. I remember during our last conversation, you talked about the reason that you switch between these companies. Yeah, yeah. yeah so the second issue is always around the work visa, especially for uh, like for Chinese, it will be a very long waiting time for us to get the green card. So mm-hmm. everyone mm-hmm. have to like. Put on themselves, find a job first, and then get into the H one B lottery. Because I'm graduate from the master program, who last have like three years like OPT experience. So I was using my OPT three years OPT to find a job and、uh, work in the state. However, like during these three years experience, I wasn't luckily enough to. Selected by the H one B lottery,、mm-hmm. because of this kind of struggle. Like first of all, like when I was in my first year H one B lottery, and I was waiting for the result, and I got laid off by my first company.、Mm-hmm. Um, and laid off wasn't a common thing in two thousand and nineteen. So yeah, that was before COVID. Yeah, I feel very、yeah. shocked, and especially because at the very beginning, I wasn't know about lay off. What is the yeah. yeah 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 it was your first time actually yeah. yeah yeah and I see my colleagues like they were start crying um、mm. I, I feel like okay that might means like we lose our job so I was crying after I realized、mm. the, the, what is the meaning of layoff so I start like building up build up my resume and portfolio within a weeks and start to apply for the job. As soon as possible. So luckily, I get a job uh, into uh, Wayfair because they growing their enterprise design team. So I was fortunate enough to work in a larger company uh, with uh, like design manager and a few of like peer designer on my team. So I do liked working at Wayfair and learning from my peer. And everything was really like I feel like、I、really learn and grow a lot. And the main reason for me to switch the job. And looking for an opportunity was also around this kind of visa situation because at that time, like Wayfair doesn't have a lot of like Chinese designer on their team,、mm-hmm. so there there was some sort of uncertainty about if I couldn't get H one B, where I will going to stay.、Um, mm-hmm. And at that time, they have kind of like the Europe office in Germans, but I was hesitate to relocate. Like、mm. to German, feel to like Germany, yeah, to Germany,、mm-hmm. yeah, because I feel like I was I didn't know about the language, and even people speak English, but I don't know. It's it's hard、mm. for someone to start a new journey in a completely new country. Yeah. So I more leaning toward maybe I can go to Canada, like、mm. a country close to the state. Um. So that is was my main motivation to that looking for a new job and.、Yeah. At that time, I also have a have a cat, so I I don't want、mm. to let my cat like fly to take like twenty hour fly away、yeah. to like Germany. Um, so I start looking for a job, and that was the beginning of pandemic. So 
it stopped. Mm-hmm. It, it was very hard. Yeah. The other thing was I only have I think eight months OPT left. Uh, so not all company they were willing to interview with me because mm-hmm. I only have this short range of the work data. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, uh, and they need to beat on me that I might be get H one B lottery. Um, yeah. so they continue to work on the team. So not all co- not all company or high manager they are willing to they were willing to uh, interview with me. Mm-hmm. So, but I still get some opportunity, and because I know about this is the most valuable like opportunity I mm-hmm. have to get. So I. Yeah. Pre- my interview process, like uh, interview, like stuff, very hard. Like for example, for the portfolio presentation, I really spend the time, like craft mm-hmm. every like detail, including the visual detail, the overall like branding, uh, storytelling structures, and I did tons of my practice on my own. And because mm-hmm. at that time, it start every company was uh, was hiring remotely. I also right. practice like how I act in front of the the, mm, the camera, the, the, yeah. camera. the latter, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it I just spent so much time, and I still remember. I sometimes I was thinking about something I need to change, and I wake mm. up at four a.m. in the morning mm. and oh wow, power and just start working on my portfolio index. Wow. So yeah, so I wow. really, really just spend the time and hone everything, um, and just critique everything, uh, with yeah. my mentors, uh, for my portfolio position because I really need to get a job. Mm-hmm. And luckily, like I got an offer from Amazon. I hear that Amazon, uh, was allowed to, um, help employee relocate to Canada just mm-hmm. in case they wouldn't get H1B lottery. So it, it was a common thing. Uh, however, like in my last H1B lottery, I wasn't selected, mm-hmm. which oh, I need man. to like, get my plan B to relocate to Canada. It's yeah. stressful because when the time you know about, you have to move again. Yeah. And the time I just moved back to Seattle from Boston for uh, two, three months. It was very challenging because mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I have to say goodbye for all of my friend here in Seattle and right. all my network in in here. However, there's an there was another thing happening at that time. Like my uh, I don't know about the true reason, but my relocation case wasn't approved. So mm. which means I either I have to find opportunity in China's office, or I can I just need to go out and and and, and just yeah. do the interview again and looking for another new job, probably mm. in Canada uh, as well. Um, yeah. So because at that time it, that was a pandemic uh, time, there wasn't a lot of like opening in China for mm-hmm. the UX designer role. So right. I'm more leaning toward to find a job in Canada. So I just start job hunting again. And mm-hmm. luckily I got a job uh, from Microsoft, uh, their mm-hmm. Canada, mm-hmm. like Vancouver office. Yeah. So by the end of uh, 2021, I got the offer and got the Canadian like, work permit. So mm-hmm. I moved to Canada again. Yeah, and wow. at that time, I also interviewed with a few of other companies like Meta, like Spotify, but because of the visa restrictions, uh, sometimes they couldn't uh, process my offer at the final stage. So 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when I was at Microsoft, like, um, I, yeah, I, I just moved to there and everything started working like, regularly yeah. and I started to explore the city. And I think in the last year, 2022 uh, summertime, my previous recruiter from Spotify reached out to me to mm-hmm. offer a position going back to the state and work for Spotify because Spotify was my dream com- is my dream company. I always want to work f- for a while, and their mm-hmm. interview process I feel like was very difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, a, it's a it's a long and difficult challenge design hiring process, and there's no reason for me to decline this offer because I can go back to the state. Right. Um, and there and definitely there are more opportunity in the state compared with Canada. Mm-hmm. So for my long-term career growth, I made this kind of decision and go back to uh, the, the state. The so States. I moved mm-hmm. back to Seattle again by the end of October um, last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, there's a lot of, also a lot of things happening between like getting my visa and moving. Mm-hmm. moving up, but finally I made it uh, yeah. the help of my friends. Yeah, because mm-hmm. there are three of my like Vancouver plus Seattle friends. They helped me to move using the U-Haul. So we oh. order like together. So it was wow. a it was a challenging and a rewarding journey. Yeah. yeah. Oof, wow. Yeah. I mean, what surprised me the most hearing you say that is that like you going into these different companies wasn't because I guess like you. Um, it was more like external factors are like, okay, I, I have to do this. Yeah. Right? So it's not like, mm-hmm. so yeah, I think the visa issue is definitely yeah. like when I heard it, I was like, wow, that, that is yeah. such a huge problem. I wanted to shift gears and talk about getting alignment. And this is, this theme came from a design buddies video you were on mm-hmm. last year. It was titled, How to Stand Out in Your Job Search mm-hmm. by Leveraging Team-Based Experiences. And I would just love to learn, I like, kind of delve into more working with like, cross-functional team members. And so from your experiences, what are some of the best ways you've observed mm-hmm. yeah. um, that helped you work better with, let's say, like yeah. engineers or product managers or even mm-hmm. other stakeholders? Yeah, I think there are a few like communication or collaboration like tool I'm using. So mm-hmm. first of all, like we use like Slack for the one, oh, like quick checking or quick question. If mm-hmm. I have a question, I definitely ask these folks on the Slack channel or just send them the one-on-one message. So just yeah. don't hesitate to send out this like question because there's no silly question in the work environment. Mm-hmm. Um, and the second is I like to schedule the weekly design review with the product manager as well as maybe the engineering lead or engineering manager to mm-hmm. review my design. Because like especially if you start working on a company, like you can designing something that cannot be implemented by the engineering team. So you have to like checking with them on the technical feasibility of any mm. new design idea. And also when you're talking with your product manager, sometimes uh, you need to gather more project contacts or they will maybe sometimes they will switch the product direction or they will have something new coming out. So mm-hmm. having this kind of weekly recurring one-on-one 
as schedule on your calendar is a great yeah. way to get alignment. And the other thing I usually love to do is this is also mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. I think a great working habit I learned from my Amazon manager. Every time after I have this design review with engineering and PM, I will send out the email or the meeting summary. Uh, mm-hmm. So it will include some key component. Like one is what is the key design decision we made? Because oftentimes we forgot like why we made this kind of design yeah. decision. And sometimes just in case someone or one engineer or UPM asks you about like why we do it. So you have the reference yeah. to share. And also, I also share about my next step. Uh, not just mm-hmm. my next step, but also the next step for my team. Because sometimes for some certain question, uh, you need help from engineer or PM to dig into. So I will also tax people's mm-hmm. name uh, along with the next step or action item. And the last thing is about some open question, because sometimes we can address this question or at yeah. the moment so i will just keep it on my meeting note so i will send off this meeting note after this design review and also keep this meeting notes on one of my uh, design docu- mm. documentation for this specific project so yeah. especially if you are working on medium to larger project i think having this kind of like communication uh, recurring communication mechanism plus the documentation is really helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and the last thing is, it's just like constantly, um, like maybe like monthly one-on-one or monthly one-on-one with your PM or engineering mm-hmm. folks to yeah. just talk about like anything, like any blockers or just have this kind of yeah. person conversation. It's a great time to know about your coworker in a more like human way, especially right now. Yeah, outside of work type of setting. Yeah. yeah. And also share some like ask questions and share some idea for the products and also looking for the feedback as well. Mm-hmm. Um, especially mm-hmm. when I was at Amazon, like I think I have a great we have a great mechanism for requesting feedback from your coworker, mm-hmm. not just on the annually performance review so you can ask the feedback like maybe like in a monthly like basis or in a quarterly basis or just after a project you can ask for Mm -hmm. engineering feedback as well Uh, and the last thing i think getting alignment is i should mention it earlier was about uh this is something i learned currently from spotify Mm. that every new designer joining the team we are going to create uh like operating manuals for ourselves uh, which means mm-hmm. we will we can make it very personal. Like so, for me, like I talk about what is my my hometown, uh, mm-hmm. where I am, MBTI style. MBTI, yeah, 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 yeah. And, yeah. and also, I will have a few sessions talk about as a designer what is my strengths and what I'm going to growth, looking for growth. Mm-hmm. What is my point mm-hmm. area? as well as what is my collaborating and communication style and how I run this kind of meeting. So it's yeah. kind of a guide I can share with my design partner uh, as well as this cross-functional partner as well. Right. Uh, so if you can, if you have this guy in the beginning and every time you work with any new team, you can yeah. share with this key stakeholder, especially in the PM mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. working closely every time. 
Got it. I think that was the first time I heard like operation yeah. manual yeah. actually in the workplace. So that's really interesting. Yeah, it's, it was also very interesting to me because I I never have like other design team like to design these operating guys uh, mm. during their like onboarding process. So yeah. we do have this kind of um like process and I, I saw a lot of different like designers operating manual at Spotify mm-hmm. and everyone showed their personality a lot. <laughs> so I, I really yeah. like having this kind of guy, like at least like, in the first three months of a new company. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like it's a good way to learn their collaboration style, but also outside of work, what yeah. they're like, like their personality. Yeah. And I wanted to um, also ask about, because you mentioned design decisions. And I think one of the biggest things um, when designers are proposing their decisions mm-hmm. or like different options, I think mm-hmm. obviously one of the biggest th- uh, things that might happen is that, you know, cross-functional team members pushing back on the design and asking, mm-hmm. why did you make that certain yeah, decision? Yeah. I'm curious, like from your past experience, like, like, how do you, how do you deal with that? Like when, when somebody is like, oh, I don't think this will work. Um, mm-hmm. Like stuff like that. Like, how do you, how do you deal with mm-hmm. that? And what are some of the ways to yeah. communicate that? I think first of all, like before you communicate with maybe engineering or PM team for feedback, you have to explore different potential directions because the reason I was saying that even as a designer, we should have a point of view. Like there's a recommended design direction we were going for, but maybe you will get the pushback for that direction and maybe usually like there's a few things the the team will say like how about using that one instead of this blue mm-hmm. button as a cta and then you can share the design actually you already designed that idea on your own and then you can uh... pull the design and talk about why you think this direction doesn't work in this scenario. So because you show something visually uh, mm. rather than just talk about it roughly. So people usually can understand the idea and thinking behind the scenes if you show mm. tangible. And the second thing is because when I was exploring different direction and after working on this company for a while, you know mm. about this is definitely something hard to build <laughs> at this moment. <laughs> but mm. it's still worse for designer to just try just doing something differently. And the second is I always have one of the most safe option, like mm-hmm. option where I'm yeah. leveraging the existing design like component from the design system. So just in case like the the other option get pushbacks or mm-hmm. maybe find a balance between the ideal stage and right. the minimum viable product stage uh, and share these different it's kind of a you build up the roadmap for you design works and there's the mm-hmm. human viable yeah. to the ideal state and you show this kind of a spectrum of the works and sometimes it will also help the product manager understand like what is what we can do for uh, as a next uh, and how yeah. we can build up our roadmap by seeing all these kind of article. Mm-hmm. And the third thing was about the pushback is every time when people share some like, feedback, especially they are going to push value design idea, always ask 
their question, their reasoning for why you put、mm-hmm. that before you get like discouraged. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's not about you. It's more about like how we can build the product and ship the product faster.、Mm-hmm. So、mm-hmm. I always ask their reasoning, their thinking process, and sometimes、yeah. doing this kind of conversation, you might have sometimes we might not agree on. Like going for this direction or the other direction, yeah. Designer, like I always say, like if this is a difficult or just the question, I need time to think and design. I will say, uh, I will circle back with you、mm-hmm. maybe、mm-hmm. by the end of this Friday, so I will have more design idea or I will create a design solution that balance. All the、mm-hmm. kind of business constraint, constraint the user need. So it's、yeah. kind of like through this kind of conversation, you know about what they want and what they need, and how you can balance all these kind of different stakeholder opinions and、mm-hmm. create a design for that. Wanted to also talk about another theme that. I feel like it's really important for designers, which is setting goals.、Mm-hmm. And again, this was from an article about、mm-hmm. UI ADP list, and in it, the host asked you this question, which was, "If there's one thing you could tell every single mentee you meet, what、mm-hmm. would that one piece of advice be?" And you answered, "Focus on one goal, and everything else follows." Yeah, I'm curious. Up until this point, what are some of the goals that you have set for yourself? And、mm-hmm. You can share a specific、yeah. example that you said、yeah. and how you took action to achieve、yeah. that. I think in a like more like a high level goal, I always have a throughout like four to five years design journey as a product designer. I always say,、uh, I want to become a better product designer. Even it's kind of very vague, but、mm-hmm. high level goal because it do help me to think about like what I should do and what I should focus. At this moment, especially when the time I got laid off, or、mm-hmm. I have made, I have to make a choice to find a new job and relocate to like other countries because everything was very stressful for me. Everything was new and stressful for me,、right. and I need to have this kind of like high level goal to make me focus on and、mm-hmm. my product design. Work. Yeah. Otherwise,、yeah. I will become so anxious and distraught by all this、yeah. happening around myself. And right now, like so, going down, like if I want to make specific goal, I always encourage like my friend、mm-hmm. and mentee to also prioritize their goal.、Mm-hmm. How I how I set my goal is always coming from where is your opportunity. Opportunity areas, especially for junior or mid-level designer, we、mm-hmm. still have a lot of room to go. You can looking at like these different product design, career growth framework,、mm-hmm. or yeah, standard. There always be a few of the bucket, like from the hard skill side, like visual design, interaction、mm-hmm. design, like prototyping, or going to the soft skill side. There's some like communication, collaboration, presentation. It's、mm-hmm. really depending on like where is my Weakness and where is my opportunity areas? And in this quarter or maybe in this year, I will、yeah. put more effort into maybe one or two areas because we can't do everything、uh, like for our own within、mm-hmm. a year. And、yeah. and usually realize you can make your time maximum, especially if your goal is to maybe join 
a, a larger company with mm-hmm. a more mature design team, they're always hiring. I, I think they're always hiring the well-rounded designer who can yeah. do everything, like who can be very comfortable with like all these kind of buckets. But mm-hmm. maybe there's one or two uh, they super skill at. So for yeah. me, like early on, I wasn't really great at presentation. So I spent a lot of time like finding this internal like speaking opportunity or presentation opportunity um, to hone my skill. Mm-hmm. Um, so like at least like, in this bucket, I can at least get like 60 uh, out of like, 100 school um, yeah. at the company. Um, and actually like after this, all these different interview and, uh, and I was like, also doing this kind of speaking, I, I feel more comfortable and become more skilled at go, uh, doing the presentation. So right now the presentation become like something I'm super like skilled at. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can mm-hmm. sell, I can it become a selling point if I'm going to interview with uh, other company. So yeah. I think just go with your skill set Bucky as a product designer and looking for your weakness. Like what's, what mm-hmm. is something you don't love to do or you feel super not comfortable with and from mm-hmm. there you can set up the maybe the monthly goal like maybe I, I need to like find at, at least like one or two like internal opportunity to speak and present and mm-hmm. the second might be like taking or reading some online online class or the books about storytelling mm-hmm. and maybe mm-hmm. the first thing is you can also like I don't know, just, you can just designing this actionable item in a monthly base. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I will recommend is by setting up this goal, because if your goal is around a product, a product design areas, you can also share it with your manager mm-hmm. as a conversation, because a lot of time my manager do help me finding the opportunity that fill the gap between mm-hmm. this part and this part. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. The important part probably is having that internal conversation with yourself and understanding yeah. that, and then you can bring it to the manager, and then the manager yeah. will help you. Yeah, and oh, and always like uh, our growth and career is our own responsibilities. Even you have manager or you don't have manager on the team, it's always your responsibility to figure out like what you want, uh, what you want to be next. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, we're doing a point like. Not, not really like people can help you to get where you want to go yeah. but it's they, they can't help you they can't tell you like okay you should like work on these things and then just like do that yeah. and so I'm, I'm just curious like what is one goal that you currently have set for yourself to, to onto your path of like yeah. becoming a better product designer oh like current goal or the past goal the current uh you, you can say uh the past goal Probably you mentioned presentation design. Yeah. Um, you can either point to a past one or a current one, um, wh- oh, whichever I, you're more comfortable. I, I, I think in my current one, I haven't, I think this is also something I need to think about over the weekend, but I definitely know about one thing I want to grow is become more like just grows my product strategy or product mm-hmm. kind of thing. Because if I want to grow up into more senior role, a lot of time we need to shape the vision for the product and also become kind of the product partner with your product. Mm-hmm. It's not like yeah. someone, the designer, junior designer, we are waiting for 
the product manager to give out the, the tags. So I and also because I'm working on the advertising area, mm-hmm. it requires a lot of the domain knowledge. So I really need to just take a time and observe mm-hmm. and, and looking at what is the industrial industrial change and yeah. what is our product ecosystem because it is very complicated. So I think this is the this is something I want to like growth and mm-hmm. I will also talk about like this part with my manager and mm-hmm. I also love and I also just buy some books about the product today. Product yeah. Yeah. Product so I'm hoping that I can like read some like product strategy and product management side of the books and at my works scenario work environment I can continue to learn mm-hmm. and grow from my uh, product manager as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And ma- maybe just a quick example is, yeah. uh, I think one of the strategy thing I'm, I was thinking is knowing about the data and kind mm-hmm. of and trying to make assumption and get some insights from the data. However, right. I wasn't have the opportunity to get exposure to data because some limitations before and right now like because Spotify we, we have a, a lot of like open data dashboard we can look at mm-hmm. and I reached out to my product manager she was very skilled at reading this data mm-hmm. create some insights from them so I, I have I scheduled this one-on-one with my PM so she right. works through her thinking process of when she when she was looking at this dashboard, data dashboard, what kind of data or what kind of number she uh, curious about, she's going to looking at. And mm-hmm. based on this number, what's, what kind of a pattern or thing she uh, she will be thinking of right. in, in her mind. So I feel like this is something I did like last week because I know about that like, I want to uh, make more informed design decision with data and become more thoughtful uh, like you mm. you leveraging by leveraging this qualitative and quantitative data uh, yeah. and I, I i guess it's also part of the strategy side so yeah yeah so i think this is maybe it's more about more specific action item but i haven't really write out what is the specific action item i need to do to grow this mm. area I wanted to talk about another theme that is really important to you, um, which is giving back to the design community. Mm-hmm. I personally, I have benefited a ton from the content that you put out mm-hmm. in the past, um, especially the ones from Design Buddies. So mm-hmm. for example, the portfolio presentation one, and mm-hmm. I also know you're on a mentor on ADP list, which yeah. is a popular like mentoring platform. Mm-hmm. Curious, when did you start mentoring people? And mm-hmm. how did you know, like, at one point, mm-hmm. did you know that, oh, I think I'm, like, ready to do this and, like, mentor other designers? That's a great question. I was thinking that I start mentoring other, uh, this is a time going back to, like, 2019 when I was still uh, at Wayfair because mm-hmm. what I mentioned earlier, after I got laid off by my first job, I have a very intense one-month job mm-hmm. person process yeah. and I definitely grows a lot about like what kind of question they often ask during the interview process, what the hiring manager they are looking for during the portfolio mm-hmm. payment. So I feel like 
it was a great time for me to maybe like especially help the student designer who just who start yeah. looking for their first job because my my advice will be very like fresh um mm-hmm. to them as well. So I think in the in the holiday in the Christmas time during uh the 2019 I I post a LinkedIn post about uh, I offer some a free office mm-hmm. hour and they. Yeah just books on my calendars. So it was a great opportunity for me to not just like provide my uh, my my advice, but also mm-hmm. I also build up some network with the community right. and some of the people I knew from that UX office hours become my friends right now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, mm-hmm. so I just love That's to awesome. just talk to people, especially that it was almost like, the time the pandemic is going to happen. Mm, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, I find there's more, I spend more time at home. So after that Christmas, like office hour, I have another like UX office hour session mm, mm-hmm. when the pandemic is going to happen, is, mm. is what's happening uh, in 2020, right? Yeah, yeah. Because there was more layoff, it's, it, it was a lot of layoff happening at that time. So mm. I feel like maybe I can share something with the community. And the other reason I want to mentor for other people was that during my design journey early on and to now, mm. I always get help and support from my mentor or just someone on LinkedIn, like mm-hmm. some more senior designer on LinkedIn because I reach out to them and send out this code message. And some people, they just reply and just talk to me without asking me anything else. So I really feel very grateful for them to doing that. And, and lots of a lot of designer I knew mm-hmm. from that way, from mentoring, become my like role model at some point. Mm-hmm. Because I, after I have more conversation with these people, I know about like how who they are, and they are truly a senior designer. Inspiring, yeah. they are inspiring me a lot mm-hmm. during my journey. So I feel like even I'm not senior enough at that point, I still have something I can share and help. Oh, mm-hmm. at least just talk to people like who are struggling with landing their first job. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because that was something that you really had to experience. Yeah. yeah. Back then, I think one thing about the design community, as I'm like doing this podcast, is just like everybody is like super open to like have these conversations and like help yeah. each other. And so, I think that's definitely a huge plus of the community. Like everybody yeah. is willing to share, willing to help out, and so. Yeah, and I would love to, I know we're almost out of time, so I would love to jump into the final question. This is a question I like to ask every single mm-hmm. guest at the very end. And the question is, if you're now facing yourself but 20 years old, so this is back in college, what career slash life advice will you tell the young Mingjun? Mm. <laughs> 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 yeah, sort of a question. Um, I think in terms of, the career mm-hmm. just believe yourself oh i feel like when i was in high school i know about there's a major called ux design even mm-hmm. i didn't know mm-hmm. what is exactly ux or product designer they were working on at that point but i have this kind of illusion that mm-hmm. when i went to the state and pursue the UX design major, I was yeah. on the designer working at these like companies like Google, yeah, yeah. Apple, and Spotify. And I feel like because of this kind of 
like go in my mind. I、mm-hmm. I kind of get the confidence from、mm-hmm. on the go.、Mm-hmm. I set up for myself. Even sometimes I get discouraged by all these things around. But I at least have some sort of confidence and dream to like in my mind that help me to get out of my comfortable zone and try new thing and take adventures. Um,、mm-hmm. there's another a career advice is always have this kind of growth mindset. No matter which stage you are, like、mm-hmm. always having this kind of bring your curiosities and growth mindset into every stage of career. And right now, like AI or this kind of technology、yeah. changing a lot, we have to just keep learning and growing our skill and knowledge.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, in order to、mm-hmm. stay、um, in this environment. Yeah, yeah. that is what I want to share to myself. Is also the advice I talked earlier. Just、mm. focusing on how to become a a better product designer, especially like this year, a lot of layoff happening. Everyone is they are worried about their job security.、Mm. And last year, like because the market was very crazy, and everyone、mm. was talking about their package. So as、yeah. a designer, like you are doing the job, and sometimes because some peer projects or this kind of layoff happening. You always you can focus on your job and always want to compare yourself with other like let person get this kind of bigger package or into、yeah. mm-hmm. other blah blah company. So, but I feel like it's not it's definitely not necessary、uh, for us to compare with ourselves with others because everyone has their unique journey, unique journey and unique story. So just believe yourself. And be confident yourself.、Mm-hmm. Just keep learning, and you will get what you want. Like,、mm-hmm. yeah. And I always have this kind of positive, optimistic like mindset for myself. Like, everything else will become great at the end. So、mm-hmm. just keep going and move for moving for moving forward.、Um, mm-hmm. In terms of my life advice, I want to talk to myself like be more like open minded to everything because sometimes I want to. I think a lot of stress or anxious is coming from、uh, that. That I want to make sure like everything is keep going as I、yeah. can't. But there's so many things you can't control. Um, that is the reason that I feel like right now I I I feel more open minded to everything's happen. And when、mm-hmm. it happen, we definitely can find the solution because we are the problem solver as a designer. Right. Um, right. and. You never know about like what kind of chocolates the life will give to,、mm-hmm. or what kind of treat. Yeah, <laughs> Forrest Gump. Yeah, yeah. I hope my next package will be the ice cream. Yeah, like chocolate <laughs> ice cream. Like something sweet happened. Yeah, let's let's yeah no let's pray for a better better year better twenty twenty three in yeah. general. Yeah, no last year and yeah the beginning of this year has just been like really bad. Yeah, But yeah hopefully the next box will be. Something、yeah. sweet about、yeah. ice cream, yeah. yeah. And I, yeah, love all the points that you mentioned. And I think, I think I wanted to quickly go back to the comparison part because、mm-hmm. I think it's so easy for, like, even I do it. I, I compare myself、mm-hmm. with other designers,、mm-hmm. but I think, at least for me, I think it's really like there's a different difference between you're comparing、mm-hmm. yourself. To、mm-hmm. better people who are, are gonna become、yeah. role models,、yeah. as you mentioned, like all the senior designers and like、mm-hmm. design managers. Versus comparing yourself and then kind of belittling yourself and be、yeah. like I'm not good enough and so I think try to find these role models and instead of comparing just like try to learn from them is is、yeah. what I'm hearing. 
from what you're talking about. Yeah, and the other thing is, what I learned is, I start comparing myself with my past self, which mm-hmm. is a more healthy way of comparison. Because in this way, I can start to ce- celebrate the small wins in not just my career, but also my life. Because my right. younger self, I couldn't think about, I can move between yeah. cities in country by country on my own. So this mm-hmm. is already the a win for myself compared with who I was. And the right. second is like what I mentioned earlier about presentation. I was so scary to speak in front of these these people. And now I can just doing this kind of live streaming or mm-hmm. every mm-hmm. kind of uh, like design review with anyone else in my company. So yeah. it's for the comparison, but I feel more confident and I know about like, I can do whatever I want by bringing this mm-hmm. kind of growth mindset and persistence. So a lot of time, if I want to make this kind of life decision, uh, and maybe some of the decision is very wide and risky, I will mm-hmm. also think about like, like my younger self couldn't believe mm-hmm. that I really can accomplish all these things like, yeah. in a no, short a... time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think compared to oneself, like yourself is definitely a really good way. Yeah. To yeah, like to not beat yourself up and instead of be proud of what you've accomplished. Yeah. So yeah. I think with that, that rounds off the episode that we have today. Mm-hmm. Just want to say, Ming Jun, thank you so much for taking the time. This was a blast. Yeah, thank you so much. This is a very wonderful conversation and I love all these questions you asked. Yeah, and it was my pleasure to talk to you today as well. (laughs) Likewise. Hey there. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really appreciate your time. And again, before we say goodbye, my name is Guo, and you've just listened to the Not Just Pixel Show. And I'll see you in the next episode.